Well, praise the Lord. Once again, this is Pastor Jerry coming to you in your living room or wherever you're at, wherever you're watching or listening. Again, it is always a privilege and always an honor to bring the Word of God to, uh, to those who are willing to hear and listen. Praise God. So I appreciate your willingness to, to hear the Word of God. Amen. And uh, just to connect with us, we always count it a privilege. So anyway, thank you. Today, we are going to talk about wisdom. Amen. We're going to talk about wisdom from above. And uh, we have on a lot of our Sunday services uh, as of late been talking about just different kingdom principles, just different things that are important uh, to make it as a child of God. Uh, sometime back, I kind of, you know, maybe jokingly kind of said, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, kind of like Christianity 101, you know, and uh, uh, whether that's true or not, but it's, it is just some basic things that, uh, that we need uh, to uh, have working in our lives. And one of those things is uh, getting wisdom, getting the wisdom from above, amen, because if you're not going to draw on wisdom from above and you're getting it from somewhere else. So anyway, uh, we're going to talk uh, uh, about wisdom, but we're going to start in the book of Proverbs, which only makes sense, right, because uh, it's the book of wisdom. So we're going to go to Proverbs 4 is where we're going to start. We'll start in Proverbs, and we'll probably end in Proverbs today. So let's go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, please. All right. And uh, I think what I'll do here is maybe I'll just read a key verse, and then we'll move on. All right, so the first verse here today is verse 7 of chapter 4, and it says this, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, amen, and in all you're getting, amen, get understanding. All right, so let's, let's define all this first. Uh, that'll make sense, and then as we kind of get into this today, uh, it'll just kind of unfold for you, praise God. So, the word wisdom, how is wisdom defined? Okay, well, wisdom is defined as the ability to live life skillfully. The ability to live life skillfully. It refers to applying uh, uh, the ability to apply knowledge, information, and data rightly. All right. Wisdom is a combination of discernment, judgment, tact, and timing. It is how to successfully deal with practical affairs of daily life. Amen. Whether we're dealing with people, talking about business, talking about family, talking about your health, pressures, whatever it is that's going on in life. So let's, let's give the basic definition again. It is the ability to live life skillfully. So wisdom is there to help you in everyday matters. Okay? It's there. It's not just some spiritual thing out there that, that it only applies to spiritual things. It deals with everyday living, okay? It is the ability, again, to live life skillfully. Okay, now hang on. It's the ability to apply knowledge, information, and data rightly. Now, the reason that says that is because every day of your life, Pretty much all through the day, there's some form of information, knowledge, data that's being pumped to you, okay? You could just be driving down the road. You got your radio on. You go by billboards. You see uh, some building going on over here. You see some, some things happening over here. Uh, you know, you see, uh, you know, uh, just 
you know, as you're driving down the road or as you're in the store or you're at home, you got the television on, you got uh, the phone rings, all the stuff that, that, uh, that brings some form of information to you is happening all day long. You're at your job site, okay? Stuff's going on. You're doing your job, but there's all kinds of other things that feed into And what you're doing is you're taking in information and data about what's going on, just everyday living, okay? It's happening pretty much the whole time you're awake, okay? You've got information and data pumping to you somehow or another. Something is going on, being said, being done. You see something, you hear something. All that. Now you say, well, why are you on all that? Well, because wisdom is there. Now I'm talking about wisdom from above now. Wisdom is there to make sure you apply all that information, knowledge, and data rightly. Okay? Because sometimes there's things being pumped to you that you just, you know what? Just discard it. Or, you know, shove it aside. You don't ain't nothing you need to to worry about. It might be something going on you might need to take heed to. There's some things that you need to give attention to and some things not, okay? Some things are, are very important for what's going to happen ahead here. Some things are just really uh, irrelevant, all right? And so you need to, by the Spirit of God, be able to uh, discern that, okay? What's that other uh, definition? It's the combination of discernment, judgment, tact, and timing. And for whatever it's worth, timing can be just about everything. You know, uh, you know when it comes time to uh, spiritual matters and things in your life, timing's pretty key. And, uh, you know, judgment calls. You know, another, I'm not talking about judging others. I'm talking about in the sense of making a judgment call. You're going along, you have to deal with this or deal with that. All this, see, wisdom's there to help you with all these things, all right? So let's look at this again. So wisdom is the principal thing, okay? So what does that mean? Well, the word principal thing, it's actually one uh, Hebrew word, and it just means first in place, time, order, and rank. It means the main or top priority, okay? The main or top priority, it means first in place, time, order, and rank. So in other words, it's... It's pretty key. So you really can't move along in this walk in God and overlook something like the wisdom from above. You really can't because it's priority. It's pretty key, all right? It is the principal thing, all right? So he says, now get wisdom, okay? So what does that mean? Well, the word get has got several um, synonyms for this, but it means to erect and build something means to possess and attain something, to procure and purchase something. And the, the whole implication, as you look up this word, it refers to you do this as if your life depends on it. In other words, it is something that should be looked at as something critical, okay? So wisdom is the principal thing. So what you do is you go get what you need as if your life depends on it. I get the wisdom uh, of God, amen, because it's key, because every day I need wisdom uh, to apply to every area of my life. Should I this? Should I not? Do I say this? Do I not? Do I sign on the dotted line? Do I not? Uh, do I get involved with this? Do I not? Do I involve myself in this conversation or not? Do I 
you know, listen to this or not listen to this? Do I apply this in some area of my life or just, just ignore it? Okay, there's all these things every day. Now, I know I'm spending a little extra time on this, but I'm doing this on purpose. Okay, then it says get wisdom, get understanding. Okay, now understanding, which is something's going to come up here a little later too, but it means proper mental management. Okay, and of course, we're talking about spiritual understanding, which we'll bring out here in a minute. But it means proper mental management to arrange or organize in order to accomplish a, a right result. So in other words, he's saying you get the wisdom and then try to get your head to match what he says. Because our head wars with us. That's, that's what the whole deal is. Our head uh, you know, wants us to do something else. When the wisdom of God comes on the scene, it may, it may lead you to do something that your head wars with. Your head may say, uh-uh, but, but it's, it's the wisdom of God. So you want your head, in other words, your thoughts, we could say, so proper mental management. In other words, we want your thoughts to line up with his thoughts. So not only are we getting the wisdom, amen, the ability uh, to apply knowledge, information, and data rightly, but also we're getting proper uh, mental management. And this thing up here uh, to get in, in line and in order, praise God. So that's what it's saying in that verse. Now, with all of that said, let's go into the new covenant for a little bit. And we're going to go to 1 Corinthians, where I'm going to start. 1 Corinthians. Now, hopefully uh, you, you got something on that, or at least hang on to that, because I know there was a lot said there. But uh, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I think for sake of time, uh, I'm not going to read all of this, uh, but what I'll do is I'll start with verse 4 because I just kind of want to make a point and then move forward here, okay? So I'm going to come uh, verse 4, and this is Paul talking to uh, the Corinthian church, and he says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of, here we go, of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men. Now, that's what we're trying to bring out here is there's two kinds of wisdoms here, okay? There's the wisdom of God, and there's all the other wisdom that's out there, okay? Wisdom of men, we're going to find out here in a minute, wisdom of this age. Uh, there's even demonic. It's, some of it's just flat demonic, okay? But the point is that there's the wisdom from God and then everything else. Okay, so if we're, not, if we're not drawn on the wisdom from God, we're probably drawn on it from somewhere else. Okay, all right, now listen. All right, so that your faith should not be in the, in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, verse 6, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, and talk about spiritually mature now, yet not the wisdom, here we go, of this age or of this world, right? Nor of the rulers of this age. So when we're talking about now, he's talking about, you know, everything from uh, a demonic side to even carnal, worldly leaders, okay, all right, who are literally says, the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, okay. So and you start thinking about this, uh, there's wisdom coming from, uh, at least what people claim is wisdom, coming from all over the place, okay. And if it ain't coming from God, there's a good chance it probably ain't all that great, okay. And it says they're all coming to nothing. In fact, the chapter before this, he's talking about, man, the wisdom of God blows the doors off everybody else's, all right? Everything, in fact, in fact, they might even look at God's wisdom as something being foolish, but yet he'll take his foolishness 
and, over, and really, uh, you know, dissect theirs, what they think is wisdom, all right, and override everything. I mean, it's amazing how God's wisdom is so right on, spot on, praise God, right on like it's supposed to, all right? So again, we're, taught, we're seeing two kinds of wisdom here in this text, okay? It refers to human wisdom or the wisdom of men or the wisdom of this age, or we've got a godly wisdom. Here we go, verse 7. But we speak, what do we speak? We speak the wisdom of God, right? And it says here in a mystery, and it literally refers to something secret. It says the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Now, of course, he goes on to talk about this, this wisdom uh, that comes from above is, might be something that I hadn't seen here, hadn't heard, hadn't entered into the, the heart of man. You know, this, these things that are, that are out there that, that God wants to talk to you about and show you things and reveal things, all right? This kind of wisdom is, is, is in a mystery, said, but it's not something hidden from you, but something hidden for you, okay? So now we're seeing with this text, what we're bringing out is two types of wisdom, okay? Now, what we're going to do here, let's, uh, uh, let's go to James 3, James 3. I want to kind of show you the same thing a little bit, but just kind of a little again, bring out a little bit of the difference. Uh, there's a verse that jumps out at me um, out of Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 14 and verse 12, I believe it is, and it says this, it brings out that there is a way that seems right unto a man, but it's, it ends up in the way of death, or uh, it ends up, uh, the end of it is the way of death, I think is how it's worded, okay? So there's a way that seems right unto men. Now, when you're talking about the difference between wisdom from above or the wisdom of God, versus the wisdom of men or the wisdom of this age, okay? You know, when, when mankind's moving along and they feel that we should do it this way, the reason they're doing that is because it seems right. It seems right. But there's a lot of folks who've ended up in a lot of trouble for doing what seemed right. There's a lot of marriages that end up divorced because they were doing what seemed right. There's a lot of businesses that, that folded because they were doing what seemed right. There's a lot of families destroyed, churches destroyed because they did things or followed things that seemed right. It seemed right, but it wasn't right. See, this is what I'm trying to bring out because... We live every day, we go along, we're plugging along, and we may not even, you know, say I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm walking in the wisdom of men. You may not even think about the word wisdom when you're going along. You're just making judgment calls and discerning, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, you're uh, doing it this way and doing it that way because it seems right. The problem with that is it's hit and miss because there's a good chance that what seems right right there isn't right. But God is there, the Spirit of God is there, I should say, to breathe into you wisdom from above to help you with everyday 
uh, living. You know, when you're raising your kids, um, you know, we can, we can raise our kids uh, the way, you know, our parents raised us or the way our grandparents raised our parents or the way our great-grandparents raised our grand... You see what I'm saying? We can, we can live according to what generation from generation to generation, and they all did what seemed right. And we're not saying that, they all, that everything they did was wrong, but what we're saying is if we just live our life doing what seems right, we end up... We end up with a lot of trouble. We end up with a lot of heartache, a lot of headache, a lot of backache, a lot of all kinds of other aches, okay? But if we would learn to draw on wisdom from above, we will, in all of our getting, we get wisdom and we get understanding. Why? Because the wisdom from above is the principal thing. It's the priority. Because everyday living gets a little bit easier when we're following, praise God, the wisdom from above. That's what sets us apart uh, from the rest of the world, all right? And again, there's certain things, and even Scripture confirms it, certain things that God leads that might seem foolishness to the world until all of a sudden you end up with getting, you know, getting the results that everybody wants. And now it's like, okay, maybe I should have done that, all right? So, uh, again, we're just really emphasizing this on purpose, okay? Now, James 3, please, okay? And I'm going to go to verse 13, and it says this, Who is wise and understanding among you? He's asking a question. Okay, who's, who's, who's walking in wisdom here? Well, let's, let's find out here, okay? He says, let, let him, in other words, the individual he's talking to, whoever he's asking the question to, so this could be a question to you, all right? Let him show by, by good conduct, that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom, okay? Uh, the word meekness is usually broke down. When you break it all down, it really comes, uh, it really defines as being teachable, okay? Can you let wisdom lead you or not, okay? Now, again, we're, we're talking about, he's going to talk about two different kinds of wisdom here. Here we go. But, verse 14, if you have bitter envy, okay, in other words, wrong thoughts here, right? And self-seeking or strife, contention, that kind of thing, in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. And it says this, this wisdom. So he's saying all that kind of stuff is, is a result of another kind of wisdom. This wisdom does not descend from above, but it is earthly, sensual, or we could say sensitive, okay? A lot of people wear their feelings, you know, on their sleeve. And a lot of their decision-making, choices, um, you know, discernment, um, judgment calls is based on that. Okay, well, anyway, it's a, maybe a whole other sermon there. But anyway, uh, this kind of wisdom is, is earthly, sensual, right, and even demonic. Okay, now listen, for where envy and self-seeking exist, uh, some translators say where envy and strife exist, all right, confusion, all right, and every evil thing are there, okay? Part of confusion is, is stress. There's a lot of stress, okay, because there's confusion, okay? And every evil thing, it's literally just every evil thing is present. Now, get this, but 
Okay, this is the one we want, right? Verse 17, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, okay, which means uh, clean or innocent. It is peaceable, okay? In other words, it's, it's what brings unity or brings wholeness, all right? Gentle, okay, means appropriate, willing to yield. That one uh, translation says, um, I believe it says easy to be in, entreated, I think, but, it, but it's, it's willing to yield, all right? It's full of mercy or compassion and good fruits, okay? Remember that first verse, he talked about, you know, let him show it through good conduct. In other words, in other words your fruit is going to determine whether you're drawing on wisdom from above or wisdom from beneath, okay? All right, now listen. It's full of good uh, fruit without partiality and without hypocrisy, all right? Now, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Now, just real quick, let me, let me bring this out because um, when you start looking at this, okay, he's showing, again, two different kinds of wisdom here. All right, two different kinds of wisdom, okay? So there's, they're making a distinction between wisdom that's earthly or wisdom of men, okay? Uh, it's sensual, it's demonic, or we're talking about the wisdom from above or the wisdom from God, okay? All right, so it's, it's, the distinction is it's either from above or it's earthly. It's of the spirit or it's demonic. It's either good conduct or good results or, or bad results, right? Or uh, no fruit, good fruit or no fruit, right? It's peaceable, or self-seeking. It's willing to yield or full of strife, full of mercy or every evil thing. Now you see in, see what he's trying to show you here, there's, there's two kinds of wisdom and they both get different results. Now I'm trying to show you something here and that's, this is it. If we're not getting wisdom from above, then we're drawn on wisdom from somewhere else. And we're going to grab what seems right. And what seems right is going to give you some of these negative results. All right? Envy, self-seeking, strife, contention, dissension, confusion, every evil thing. You see what I'm saying? These are things that, uh, you know, you're, what it is saying is you're opening the door for the enemy to slide in there. Now, I don't want, I don't want stri- stress. I don't want strife. I don't want self. I, I'd rather have peace, you know, the peace of God. I'm not talking about you know, how the world views peace. I'm talking about how, well, how God defines peace. So I would rather have peace from above, which means I'm stress-free in my living, or we can draw on what seems right and end up stressed out all the time. So wisdom's there to help us with everyday thing. Now, you know, I ain't really, to be honest, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know who's, for the most part, those of the, you out there that are watching and listening, I'm probably not telling you anything you ain't heard before. I mean, some of these verses about wisdom, you probably can quote. But the, the, the thing is, is there's a lot of folks that know about the wisdom of God, but never draw from it, okay? And that's why we want to talk about that, all right? So we want, we want the wisdom from above. Now, in the book of James, if you, if you go, you know, like into chapter 1, maybe we'll go ahead and take a second and do that. James... One, and uh, well, yeah, I'll read verse two. Kind of read through here a little bit. It says, "My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials or testings." Okay, uh, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Okay, now uh, our midweek service, we talked about 
patience or constancy a little bit, continuance, that's what that refers to. Well, you know, how are you going to you know, know whether you're going to continue in something if the pressure ain't on? But the point I'm trying to make with this um, is here comes, a, here, comes a, here comes some pressure. Here comes, um, you know, a test, okay? Here comes um, an attack even maybe. Uh, here comes something warring against uh, your health, uh, your finance, your marriage, your family, okay, your business. Um, you know, so here it comes, okay? And it says, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, you know, I, normally I would probably spend a little more time on that part, but I need to get to the next verse. It says, but if, you, if any of you lack wisdom, okay, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it'll be given to him. Now, okay, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I'm just going to say this. He's saying, listen, you're dealing with pressure right now. you got stuff going on. Um, but if you lack wisdom, okay, so what's, so what he's asking, he's saying, okay, you got pressure on, okay, you got this happening, that happening, and you don't know what to do. Well, he said, ask, because wisdom's there to help you through all that. Don't just roll with it and handle it like everybody else in the world handles things, because you're going to end up with the same results the world ends up with. And, and you can make an excuse for it all day long, and you could say, well, you know, uh, just the way it is, and, you know, that's life. And Well, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, we're not denying the fact that, you know, you may have the same pressures and things that come against you that the next guy does, but what makes you different, what sets you apart, is you don't have to yield to what seems right. You can follow the wisdom of God. So he says, okay, and this is how we're going to start this, or this is how we're going to do this, all right? We're gonna, it starts with asking, all right? So asking for wisdom, all right? So let's, you know, we're talking about, in a sense here, okay, if we're going to get wisdom, how do I get wisdom here? Well, it starts with asking, all right? It starts with uh, you uh, seeking God, moving toward God, or making movement toward God, and then communicate. That's how it starts. Because, uh, you know, we can sit around and just think that, you know, somehow wisdom's going to clunk you on the head like a, uh, you know, a coconut falls out of a tree or something, you know, hit you on the head or something. And, and this, ain't, this ain't how it works, okay? How it works is you, first and foremost, if you are lacking the wisdom from above, you don't know what to do. That doesn't mean that you're, you're, uh, uh, you know, less spiritual, it just means you need, you just need insight. You need the ability to apply knowledge, information, and data that's coming to you right now. It could be pressure. It could be an attack. It could be somebody did something, said something. It could be, uh, you know, uh, you feel like you're all alone. You feel like you got, nobody's got your back or whatever, all kinds of things. And here it comes. So what do you do? Well, it starts with you first making movement toward God. And we know that if you draw near to Him, He draws near to you. But it says, ask. If you lack wisdom, then ask. That's where it starts. So let's talk about asking for a second. All right, it to ask. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth one uh, time said this. He said, God is more eager to answer than we are to ask. And boy, I think that sometimes that's true. Sometimes we have not because we ask not, you know, James says. So if, 
you know, if we're not going to ask, you know, then, then it's like you can, you can move along and get all mad at everything. I'm mad at God, I'm mad at the church, I'm mad at the preacher, and mad at every, you know, and, and think that somehow he didn't have your back. And sometimes you just need to stop and say, you know, did I even ask? Did I even ask for wisdom here? Or did I just kind of roll along and did what everybody else does? Amen. Now listen, what seems right. And I just did that and then nothing worked out. And the problem is then you as a child of God are now getting the same results that the, the guy down the street who don't even know God. Well, that ain't the way it's supposed to work. So it starts with you asking. Now, if you recall, um, I'm not going to go there, but in, in, in 2 Chronicles chapter 1, we see where Solomon now is, is taken over as king, and he, the Lord asks of him. And, and this is what he said. He said, ask, what shall I give you? In other words, he said, literally said to Solomon, what, what would you like me to do for you? That's what a question. I mean, wow, right? I mean, we're talking about the creator of the ends of the earth says to you, um, you just, whatever you want, ask right now. What can I do for you? Well, this is what Solomon said, okay? Solomon said to him, uh, he said, now give me wisdom and knowledge in order to lead these people. That's what he asked for. And then God said to him, back to him, you've asked for wisdom and knowledge. You didn't ask for riches and wealth and, and the heads of your enemies. And, uh, you, know, and you, know, you didn't ask for anything other than, than wisdom and knowledge to lead. He said, and because that's what you want, I'm going to give you that. And everything else, all these other things you didn't ask for, I'm going to give you too. Now, Solomon uh, you know, goes down in history as, you know, one of the wisest men at the time, okay, of course he didn't necessarily end that way, but he, he definitely, most of his kingship was done uh, pretty impressive in the area of wisdom, okay, and he became one of the wealthiest and at, at least up to that point, the wealthiest that ever had been, and I think if I remember right, even in the scripture there, it says, and may, may be the wealthiest, wealthiest that ever lived, okay, so I don't even know yet if anybody, you know, even we got a lot of billionaires out there even now. I don't even know if they even had the kind of wealth that Solomon had, okay? Well, anyway, that's another sermon. But the point is, is he asked for wisdom. He asked for it. God gave it to him, okay? Colossians, let's look at this. Colossians 1, boy, I hope you're hearing this. Colossians 1. And Paul talking, uh, you know, writing a letter to the church at Colossae, and he just says this, verse 9, chapter 1, verse 9, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom, and here we go, and spiritual understanding. So not only, you know, not only the... Um, the ability to live this life skillfully and take all the information and data rightly, but also spiritual understanding. In other words, proper mental management so you can spiritually, amen, begin to get it up here even in your own head, amen, how to do this, how to live this, how to walk this. And then he goes on to say to them at Colossae, he says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him and fruitful in every good work. And of course it goes on. That means a powerful text. But it's Paul's prayer uh, uh, for them, and he's asking for wisdom, that they will walk in wisdom. 
He's asking for it. We also see in Ephesians 1, he does the same thing. I believe it's like verse 17. He's asking that they may be filled with the knowledge, uh, or actually, let me see, I might have misquoted that. I think it just says, uh, I don't know if I wrote it down or not, but I know that they may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. There it is, the spirit of wisdom, and I believe it said, and spirit, uh, spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's it. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. Amen. Amen. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, it goes on to say. But again, he's asking, he's asking, not just for himself even, he's asking, you know, for the church at Colossae, for the church at Ephesus. He's asking that they may be filled with wisdom. All right. Well, it starts with asking. It starts with drawing nigh unto him, seeking him and asking, communicate. Amen. It starts with that. All right. When's the last time you asked for wisdom? I mean, we all want this kind of wisdom. I mean, I don't think anybody that's watching or listening that would say, uh, ah, I don't want any of that. No, I'm, I'm sure every one of you that's watching or listening say, that's the kind of wisdom I want. All right. Well, it starts with asking. All right. So when was the last time you asked for wisdom? You know, one of the things that we pray uh, every morning, and I, I, I believe I could even speak for my wife, okay? I know I do this, and I'm pretty positive my wife does this every day. We pray not only for the wisdom of God, you know, to be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, not only for our own households and our own family, but we pray that for you, amen, you as the believers, parishioners of this church, those listening, watching, those we have the privilege of, of uh, being a blessing or influencing, our heart is that you all be filled. Just what Paul prayed here is what we pray over you, all right? So uh, that's what we're asking for you. Now, I'm asking you, okay, my question to you is, when was the last time you asked that for you? You know, because the more you, you're aware of it, you know, uh, um, one of the verses that kind of jumps at me sometimes when, I, when, I'm, when I'm talking about wisdom and praying about wisdom uh, Proverbs 7 brings out something that says that, uh, uh, say to wisdom, you are my sister and call understanding your closest kin. Now you think, well, what does that mean? Well, it just refers to your, your, your carrying on, uh, in, in a sense, an intimate relationship. That you're seeing wisdom is so important that you're literally saying you're like part of the family. You're like part of my family, part of my kinfolk. And you're dear to me. That's how important you are. That's the principal thing. You're so important to me. It, you're like part of the family. All right? I mean, that's, that's the way we got to start seeing wisdom. And if we don't, if you don't stop, you know, uh, you know, in a sense on a daily, you know, I, I, I believe you should do it on a daily basis. If you don't stop and ask, then what happens is you kind of move on and not realize, as I said earlier, and I've probably said it now, you know, at least three or four times, that if you're not getting the wisdom from above, then you're getting your wisdom from somewhere else. Okay, and, you're just, and, and all you're doing, it ain't, like you're, it ain't like you're asking, you know, I'm going to go out and find some worldly wisdom. I'm going to go look for demonic wisdom. I'm going to go find me some sensual wisdom. Nobody's saying that. But what you do is you just move on with life and do whatever seems right. And so what happens in, then it, it ends up in the way of death, ruin, destruction, okay? 
and even physical death. Okay? So, you know, it's just, it's just how it is. Okay? If we're not drawn on wisdom from above, then we're getting it from somewhere else. So it starts with you communicating it. And the more you communicate it, see, by asking here, then you're more apt to make yourself more in tune to grab hold of it. All right? All right. In fact, if we go to Proverbs 8, let's go back to Proverbs. Maybe we'll spend the rest of our time in Proverbs here. Of course, for those that, you know, most of Proverbs was written by Solomon. All right? Uh, Proverbs 8. Let's see here. Now, Proverbs 8 is actually, um, this chapter is actually wisdom talking. Okay, so Proverbs 8, and I'm going to go to verse, uh, I'm just going to kind of grab a few verses. Verse 17, this is wisdom, this is what wisdom says. Wisdom says this, okay, wisdom says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will, will find me. If you, if you're looking to get wisdom from above, guess what, you'll find it. See, so it ain't like God's holding out on anybody. Okay, God isn't trying to keep anybody in the dark. God has uh, the, the mysteries of, of, of the kingdom of light, okay, which is all wrapped up in this thing. Uh, you know, a big piece of this is wisdom from above. In other words, the, the breath of the Spirit of God breathing insight, helping you with everything from discernment, tact, timing, all that kind of stuff, how to live this, how to deal with people, how to deal with business, how to deal with your health, how to deal with the pressures that are coming towards you. All this, we can just all, all day long talk about things that the wisdom of God is there to help you with. Now, the point being made is he says, if you come after me, I'm there for you. But that's the key, see, is, is making movement toward God and then begin to communicate or ask for it, okay? Let me give you another verse in that same chapter. Verse 35 says this, For whoever, this is Romans, pardon me, Proverbs 8, 35, for whoever finds me, talking about wisdom now, this is wisdom talking. So whoever finds me, wisdom, right, finds life, right, or lays hold of life and obtains favor from the Lord. Well, who, who wouldn't want favor from God? That's huge, okay? Yeah, you know, that's how you end up in the right place at the right time. That's how you end up with all the, uh, how come everything good always happens to you? And how come you always seem to be in the right place at the right time? How come you always... Uh, all these great things always manifest on your behalf. Well, it's called favor. Well, how does favor happen? Well, a big key is wisdom. All right? Wisdom. All right? Now, the same chapter. Let's back up here into this chapter. We'll go to verse 6 of, of Proverbs 8. All right? It says, listen. For I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. Now remember, wisdom's talking here. Okay, you go back up to the beginning of the chapter, you'll see wisdom is now talking through this whole chapter here. Okay, so wisdom is talking to you, all right? He talks in, about seeking him, asking, but then it says you got to listen. All right, we're talking about getting wisdom, right? Getting the wisdom from above. So if... You know, it starts with moving toward him, seeking and asking, communicate. But then you're going to have to 
you're going to have to listen. Okay? Now, that's going to require something of you a little bit, a little bit of maybe some time, um, maybe some patience, okay? Um, you, know, uh, you know, but these are things that are necessary. Let's look at a couple verses in here. Um, Proverbs 19, let's look at Proverbs 19. Well, I hope you're, hope you're hearing this, all right? Proverbs 19 and verse 20 says this, Listen to counsel and receive instruction, that you may be wise in your latter days. Wise in your latter days, okay? So if you'll listen for wisdom, you're going to become wise, right? Now, the word listen, maybe I should define that just in case, you know, in case we're, we're not hearing it. Anyway, uh, it just means to hear in, in intelligently, all right, or attentively, okay? It means to regard and obey, okay? Now, the old King James uses a word um, for this in, in multiple places, and it's the word hearken. So when you look up this, this word, it defines it as the word hearken, which the word hearken, okay, which is actually a, a great word, okay? It's, it's more of an old, old te- uh, more of an old uh, King James type word, Elizabethan English kind of thing, but it means to listen with intent to do or intent to follow. So you ask, you communicate, you move toward God, you, may, you communicate toward God, and you say, I'm asking for wisdom concerning whatever it is, you know, just maybe wisdom in general from, to, to run my day, wisdom concerning this, concerning that, whatever it is you're asking. But then you got to be okay with, with, with being still once in a while and listen. You're going to have to listen, okay, because uh, that's key. I mean, a lot of people, you know, you know, you've been around conversation with people where, you know, they do all kinds of talking, and then they never, they never, you know, they, you know, they might even ask a question, move on. They're, you know, they're not listening. They're not, they're not, they're not giving heed to anything. Okay, they're just, they just do a lot of talking, and you know, people can do that even in their prayer time. I mean, you have to ask yourself. I mean, I'm talking about even, even some of my faithful prayer people. Okay, okay, you. It isn't just about you know going through your confessions of faith and. And, and, and praying certain key things, you know, intercessory prayer or, or prayer of faith or, uh, you know, no matter whatever we're talking about. I'm not, I'm not downing any of them. You need to be doing all that, but be also attentive, okay, to listen. Because the Spirit of God might give you something. The Spirit of wisdom might, might show you something, might lead you in something, might, might give you insight about something, okay? So I guess uh, this, this is a word for everybody, okay? So you listen, all right? You listen, all right? Uh, let's see, uh, Proverbs 13. Let's look at another one here. In fact, let me, I'll tell you what. Let's read that verse again. Listen to counsel. This is verse 20 of chapter 19. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. Okay, now Proverbs 13. Sorry about that. Anyway, Proverbs 13, verse 20. All right? Uh, to me, I, I love this verse, Okay. Uh, verse 20 says, he who walks or associates, is conversant, it means, with wise men will be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. Okay, in other words, you end up on the wrong road again. Okay, so you, in other words, where you're taking what you're listening to, what you're feeding on, what you're being influenced by, 
Okay, so it's even talking about here, you know, if you're going to listen, make sure you listen to the right thing. So when we're talking about asking, communicating, when we're talking about listening, be attentive. Um, you know, um, this is what Jesus did. Okay, um, Jesus was, was attentive. That's why he always knew what to do, what to say, where to go, okay? Now, he, he operated that way in his earthly ministry. He, he did earthly ministry for uh, approximately three and a half years before uh, he, he hung on the cross and paid the price uh, for you and me. But prior to that, now, now get this, the word said that he grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. He, he grew in that. He increased in that. Okay, one translation, he increased in wisdom. Okay. Now, somebody says, well, okay, what, what does that mean? Well, I think sometimes people think Jesus uh, was born, you know, came out of the womb um, with knowing all. That ain't how it happened. We have, we have reference in the Scriptures, in Luke 2 especially, where it brings out where Jesus, even at 12 years old, okay, is asking questions of the religious leaders, talking to them. But now here's this. This is why I bring it out. He didn't just ask questions or turn around and give all the answers. I mean, people were amazed at the, at the insight he had, but a lot of people miss, okay, they read through that and they miss something. He asked questions, and the Word said he listened. He listened. See, it wasn't just asking. He listened. See, a lot of people, uh, you know, just want to be right and want to, you know, whatever. Uh, they, don't, they don't stop long enough to listen. All right, it's key. I find that the more... Uh, the more that um, I, I lean on the wisdom of God, the less talking I do. Now, some of you are probably thinking, yeah, right. But anyway, so it, it's the truth. I do less talking, amen, because I do more seeking wisdom. And I find that a lot of times, in fact, scriptures prove this out, you open your mouth too much, you get yourself in trouble. Well, if you do that, it's because you're not drawing on the wisdom from above. Instead, you're doing what seems right or saying what seems right, which then ends up in trouble. Okay? Now, that's, again, maybe a little, little rabbit trail there and maybe a whole other sermon there. But the point is, we got to see, listening is just as important as asking. That's my point. All right? We got to ask and we got to listen. Why? Because wisdom wants to speak. And Wisdom has right things to say. Out of the opening of wisdom's mouth will come right things. Not just things that seem right, but right things. Things that are right. All right? All right. Uh, Proverbs 1. Let's look at that. Proverbs 1. <clears throat> Verse 33 says this. Whoever listens to me will dwell safely. Proverbs 1.33 Whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. I think about that, okay? Um, wisdom's trying to lead you, guide you, direct you. I think about how many people ended up in a place they shouldn't have been and 
ended up in, in, in maybe even a very dangerous situation, maybe some people even loss of life or loss of property or loss of whatever, um, uh, maybe loss of you know, a marriage. Okay? And again, we're not, our heart's not to condemn anybody, uh, you know, bring shame on anybody. That's not it. But, you know, um, you know, I've done a lot of stupid things in my life, a lot of dumb things. And um, every dumb thing that I did uh, was a result of me doing what I thought at the moment seemed right. Hey, well, that's the right thing to do right now. Well, it wasn't. Okay, and then I end up in having an issue or a problem. Now I've got to believe God for a miracle to get myself out of it or to get myself through it, uh, whatever. Now, so my point is, I don't think that any of us that are listening or watching right now, that we've all been, uh, you know, in these kind of th situations where we didn't necessarily, you know, ask and seek uh, and, and then wait and listen, you know, for the wisdom of God. We've all been there, all right? And probably those that are watching and listening, probably, okay, you've all somewhere along the line drawn on the wisdom of God and had great results. So I'm just, I guess, trying to maybe drive this point home that, remember, if we're not getting the wisdom from above, we're getting something else. And that may not work out so good. All right. So we ask and then we listen. Okay. But then the last point, we got to be willing to follow through with some things. That's another big thing, right? So we're talking about the wisdom of God. All right. One gentleman one time said that if, um, if wisdom uh, isn't given attention, then wisdom ceases. So in other words, if wisdom you know, if wisdom isn't getting an ear, in other words, if you're not, you know, giving heed to what, what's be, what wisdom's saying, then wisdom just ceases. It just, it's like it just stops because wisdom needs to, you know, have an audience. So when you're, you're seeking and asking, then be ready to, be ready to listen and then follow through with whatever wisdom tells you. All right, that's pretty key. So with that said, Proverbs 4, let's go back to where we started, Proverbs 4. Whoo! I hope you're getting something here today. Proverbs 4, and we're going to read again. I'll back up here. Let's go to verse 5. And it says this, Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, talking about wisdom, and she will preserve you, all right, or protect you, right? Love her, talking about wisdom, and she will keep you. All right. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding, exalt her. In other words, lift it up. In other words, give it, give it, give wisdom the respect and honor that is due. OK. All right. Exalt her and she will promote you. In other words, lift you up. All right. She will bring bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace a crown of glory she will deliver to you, all right? All of this is talking about power and, and ability, influence, okay, that's, okay, and it just goes on here. Hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. 
Talking about long life comes out of, out of following wisdom. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her for she, talking about wisdom, is your life. Now, if you back up like verse 12 again, when you walk, it's talking about walk it out. In other words, when you get the instruction, now you walk it out. If you will walk it out, your steps will not be hindered. When you run, it literally means to run through. And so it's talking about you're taking what you're hearing and you're running with it. Okay? Run through, you will not stumble. Take firm hold, seize it, fasten. So it's talking about you're taking what's been given to you, you're grabbing hold of it, right? And not letting go. And it says, and you're going to keep that wisdom, keep it. Why? Because wisdom is your life. All right? So another big key, right? All right? So to, we want to ask, we want to listen, and then we want to be willing to follow through. This is what it means, amen, to get wisdom. Talk about the wisdom from above. I think I'm going to throw another verse in here. If you just kind of back up a chapter, verse 18, again, talking about wisdom again, all right? It says that she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, okay? Right? Those who take hold of her, and happy are all uh, who retain her or maintain that wisdom. So again, it's again it's just another way of saying uh, to follow through. You're taking what you're hearing now, so you're asking, you're listening, and then you're following through with it. Okay. Again, I mean this just is like super simplified here, but. It's necessary, right? If wisdom is a principal thing, then let's get wisdom, all right? So how do you get wisdom? Well, first, it starts with asking. You ask, but then you got to be, you got to stay put enough to listen, okay? Then you got to be willing now to walk it out, take the steps, amen, do it, praise God. And if you'll do these kind of things, I guarantee you, amen, you will not stumble, amen, I guarantee you, you will end up with the results the Word of God says you can have. Amen. I guarantee you, you'll walk in the favor of God. You'll be in the right place at the right time. You'll have good results in your home, your marriage, your finance, your health. I mean, we can go on and on and on. And all of this is there for the taking. Amen. It's there for you to have. He says, if you will seek and if you will diligently come out, you can have it. It is yours. Praise God. But you got to be willing to ask, willing to listen, and willing to walk it out. Praise God. I hope you got something. Let's pray here. Father, I give praise and glory once again, thankful for the principle of getting wisdom, this wisdom from above. Praise God. A wisdom that allows us, praise God, hallelujah, to walk with the ability to live life skillfully. Praise God. No matter what's going on, no matter what's happening, we walk with the discernment. We walk, Lord God, with good judgment. We walk with tact. We walk with good timing. We're always in the right place at the right time. Why? Because we ask, we, we listen, and we walk out wisdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so, Father, we give thanks for that wisdom. Hallelujah. Forgive us for the times we didn't walk in that, but we know you're faithful and just to forgive us. We thank, we're thankful for that. We're thankful for your mercy, for your compassion. But, Lord, it's our heart to lean on you, 
trust in you, amen, to not trust in our own, uh, our own uh, you know, thinking, but Lord, to lean and trust in you. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.